da 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 You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. It's showtime. Brian, yo, what's the movie of the week this week? This week, we're talking about Terminator Genesis. It's actually surprising that we haven't talked Terminator at all, ever, in the history of the show. Was it an existing franchise? I thought this was a standalone. <laughs> it was an early 90s rapper. That's... Oh, okay. <laughs> it feels like... A- People often refer to the Terminator as one of the most groundbreaking franchises uh, in cinema as far as special effects. And in in that capacity, that's why I say it's surprising we've never talked Terminator in uh, the, what, 150 episodes. Happy 150, guys, by the way. Really? This is number 150. They said we wouldn't make it. They're still saying that. They're still saying that. (laughs) And we still haven't made it. I mean, it's surprising that we haven't really talked this at all. I think we're all Arnold fans, from what I've gathered from 150 episodes. We're more of a Linda like Hamilton Arnold. fan, but I like Arnold. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, geez. The true star of Terminator. I would go with Edward Furlong, but that's uh, she's a close second. <laughs> um, it's going to be good to talk about this because I don't know any of y'all's thoughts on any of the Terminator movies at all. So yeah. it's going to be about a six-film discussion here, guys, or whatever <laughs> number we're on by now. Five. Five at five least. Five plus a TV series. But there you go. So I'm excited to talk about that, but it is July. It is the first episode of the month, so today we're going to talk American Treasures. I'm going to bring forth some weekly recommends at the very end. By the way, happy birthday, America. Yeah. And uh, happy Canada Day to all of our North American Look at that. What treasures. a week. What a what week. What a week. What a better way to celebrate America than Magic by our talking about our biggest Austrian movie star. <laughs> Good day, mate. Good day, mate. Speaking of America and its birthday, I think we should talk American treasures, fellas. Our greatest tradition. We fell pretty uh, far behind in June. And I feel like we, we did. did American treasures like last week. We had a lot going June, on in June. A lot, a lot going on. It was, it was a busy month. We're each going to bring somebody to the table, and these people will have a chance to be inducted into our American Treasure Hall of Fame. This is a little Hall of Fame we keep for fun on our website. These people define, we believe, what is great about American cinema. There are only a few qualifications. One, you have to be at least 50 years old or... Uh, have been in the business for 25 years. Number two, you have to be an American citizen. And number three, you have to have a sense of humor about yourself. And that has to be evident in your work. And the ancillary rule is that you have to have starred in at least one film. And I think we kind of count TV there too. The way this goes is, is we each bring somebody to the table. If two out of the three of us vote yes, then that person is indeed in the uh, American Treasure Hall of Fame. Uh, so I guess we'll start with Richard this week. Richard, Ooh. who's your nominee? All right. Okay, so I'm going to do a quick 20, minute on, 20 minutes on Regis, but if you've heard any of this, <laughs> my nominee is someone that I, I swear I've done on here before, but I just checked the American Treasure Hall of Fame, and I don't see them. This is someone that has an illustrious career as a both an actress and a singer, someone who 
in her, her later years has shown a great sense of humor about herself. Um, someone has been nominated. Um, I, if she doesn't have the EGOT, then she's very close to having it. Um, but someone great in my opinion. So I'm going to go American treasure. Liza Minnelli. Oh, there we go. Wow. I, I'm surprised too, to hear that she's not. Yeah, that's a good one. In the hall. Of I Fame. thought for a second you were going Dolly Parton and I was gonna be like, dude, we've already done this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Brian, what are your thoughts? Love Liza. Arrested Development pretty much is enough, right? Like that her, her yeah. stint on, on AD is so stinking good. I got the disease buster. <laughs> <laughs> and that obviously comes at the tail end of a, a very long, illustrious career. So, oh, she's – Liza's awesome. I'm totally on board for Liza. So she's in. There you go. There's your two yeses. She's a celebrity that we don't really have anymore. Yeah. What do you think, Kent? Your thoughts on Liza? Well, she was in Sex in the City, too, so that kind of seals the deal. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, but, no, she's great. She's very entertaining. Her public life is almost as entertaining as her yeah, uh, movie life. Yeah. She's one of the few movie stars we have left from that era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I actually prefer her version of New York, New York to Sinatra's controversial take here. But she did sing it first, and I do like her version quite a bit. Uh, she is, so she would have gotten my vote, Brian, but uh, yeah. I think we should start making note of who was a unanimous selection and, and who is not. Yeah, Ariel. Yeah, if any listener wants to do that, yeah, Ariel, if you want to get on that, <laughs> go for it. Intern Ariel. Yeah, oh, I got to send him Intern that. Ariel. Ariel, if you're listening, I, I, will get, uh, I will get your prize package in the mail uh, by Monday. I promise. Yeah, he doesn't we, need we a prize package. He's an intern. <laughs> Who cares, <laughs> Brian? Who's your nominee? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna continue. Look, I I came up with a handful of of uh, new people who I feel like are very qualified and maybe are a, a little bit off the radar, which I I enjoy doing. I think Bill Walton was the first guy I brought to the table on our first American Treasures episode. Um, but tonight I'm going to I think I'm just gonna write a wrong of somebody who. I saw in a movie uh, this last week, and I thought, man, that's that's an American treasure right there. And then I realized that this this person was we had not brought this person to the table yet, and I feel like we owe her an apology. So uh, I'm I I kind of feel like this is I don't even need to make a case, but you guys let me know if that needs to change. I'm going to bring to the table American treasure Allison Janey. Ah. I swear I brought her to the table at one point, but uh, but I guess I didn't because there's no way you guys would have voted her down. Yeah, I mean, I would I would think not in me anyway. But she was definitely on my list. Okay, no, she's great in everything, especially uh, the way way back. My fa- one of my favorite performances ever. Yes, and the West Wing and a variety yeah. of other things, and Mom. She's best known for Mom. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of depressing that that's the thing that she maybe probably is known for for a lot of people, but. She is also getting uh, Emmy nominations for that, so and maybe wins. And, and, and again, we're saying this pre-Minions. Uh, <laughs> she is the voice of Madge Nelson in Minions, so once that yeah. comes out, she's, that's probably going to be her number one thing on yeah. IMDb, known for Minions. <laughs> she can only hope, I'm sure. She definitely has a little bit of keep getting them checks going on there, but she always Tammy Tammy she stays fresh like let's let's be yeah. honest she yeah. she t- she does the one for you one for me sort of acting which i'm a fan of where you 
you get paid. You're going to get paid by by something uh, for for mom or minions, as you mentioned, or Tammy or whatever. Uh, but you're also doing the way way back. She's a guest on Phineas and Ferb, which I love. Uh, she did uh, she did a good run on Masters of Sex, which was a huge hit. You go down the list, and it's a very varied uh, resume, and uh, that's and that seems to be the way that she she kind of likes doing. It. I'm gonna I'm gonna make some money here just so I can go do this, which I I love. I love that kind of acting because it keeps you fresh and relevant, and uh, lets you you know keeps you from getting too far into just you know falling down the trap of just like well I just did seven movies in a row that are terrible. Yeah, uh, uh, I like the way she does things, and she what'd, is what'd absolutely hilarious. Uh, she's in Spy. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I've heard it this week. Funny in Spy. Yeah. Funny as a not funny. Funny as the straight man, which is mm-hmm. difficult to do. Uh, I would have voted yes for her as well. Um, everybody. So there you go. Two unanimous Freaking Allison Janney. The best. How about you, Kento? What you got? What I got. I was going to bring a a lady to the table tonight anyway. All oh, right. First, uh, so three it might ladies. be three ladies. Uh, this is so no, feminine of us. It's on the line. We are, we're basically the view at this point. Basically, <laughs> the, we basically are the view. I, we can only hope to be that great <laughs> one day. Dibs on Whoopi. Uh, <laughs> I call Joy Behar. Okay. Brian, sorry. Right. You're either Rosie or Hassel. Rosie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is a uh, an actress who has been around for decades and mm-hmm. has entertained us. Uh, for decades, she's been around both on screen and on the small screen. Uh, not so much lately. Uh, I came to know a show that she did uh, four decades ago, as a matter of fact, and I uh, liked her work then. And then when she kind of branched off on her own and spun off into her own career, it was very successful and very sweet. And America's Sweetheart and Girl Next Door and all of the above. Uh, I'm going to bring to the table Judith Light. American Treasure, Mary Tyler Moore. Oh, oh wow, that's a great, great. That's grab. a really good one. Yeah, it's a really good one. What are your thoughts on um, pro or con, guys? It's hard to go con. She's pretty fabulous. Um, I think you know her and Carol Burnett are the the two uh, future American Treasure. Carol Burnett as well are definitely on the Mount Rushmore of female comedy. I would say. You know, if she was on Dick Van Dyke's show, she was on, and obviously the Mary Tyler Moore show, and was such a part of uh, the society in such a strong and, and important way for for some very crucial years, you know? Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, she's, she's fantastic and has continued to kind of, it's weird, she hasn't uh, done, I don't know, I mean, I don't. I, I I don't I don't know her age specifically, but it feels like she'd still be in working years, and I... I don't know why we don't see her pop up in like some supporting, like you know, the yeah. Alice and Janney role in Spy or something like that. Why we don't see her more often? But uh, she's all great. Who doesn't like? I mean, Maritime Moore is kind of the definition of America's sweetheart in a lot of ways. Sure, Brian. I have I couldn't say it any better myself. Uh, Mary Tyler Moore is fantastic, uh, and she she embodies everything that we want in an American treasure. That's a great nomination. Mm-hmm. She's great, I'm and dope. and as great as she was in. The Mary Tyler Moore Show, that show in and of itself is just a great sitcom. Uh, yeah, man, Ed Asner, bro. Yeah, uh, freaking Ed As- uh Ted Baxter is also yeah. greatness. But, I mean, that's, that's, that's just a standalone great sitcom, and she's just sort of a part of it. But 
Uh, it's like Seinfeld. Jerry's great in it, but he's one of the of the many that make the show uh, what it was. So, yeah, great show, Mary Lee Tyler Moore show, and she she was an inevitable pick in my opinion. So I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad she's in. That's a great. I don't same know why Liza. she wasn't on my list. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she wasn't on your list. Wow, that's she wasn't. Of, yeah, I, same. I, that's a that's a missed. Look through the crack on both on part. part. Yeah, part. I've yeah. got Carol on my list. That'll that'll definitely be a nominee at some point. Yeah, but. Uh, all right, guys. So three inductees, inductettes. That's going to be a fun uh, apartment. I, I like that. It's going to be a great party. Uh, we'll see you all at the after party, uh, Mary Tyler Moore and uh, Miss Jenny. Eliza, uh, you're not invited. What? <laughs> she knows why. Um, <laughs> I've got a quick Liza story that our listeners might appreciate. Okay. It'll take 30 seconds. So my friend was, my friend's mom was a flight attendant for American Airlines when Liza was date or married to that one guy. I forgot his name. The guy with all the plastic surgery that was like Michael Jack- David Jackson's Guest. manager. Is that his David name? Guest. Yeah. David Guest. And so she's married to them, and they're in first class on the flight. And so, uh, Guest corners all the flight attendants on the crew and says, "Look." She's on a diet right now. She's trying to get her career come back. She's going to ask you for sweets. Do not give her any sweets. And they're all like, gosh, what a nut bar, right? I mean, this guy is trying to control even what she eats, blah, blah, blah. And so uh, they, they get up in the air, and David Guest goes to the bathroom, and she grabs on the flight attendant. And she's like, please, give me a cookie. I just want to have a cookie. <laughs> Inside Liza for you guys. So great. <laughs> Sounds like an American treasure to me. Yeah. Yeah. I love cookies. What's more American <laughs> than cookies? Hey, what's up, ma'am, fam? Kent here. And yes, if you're hearing from me, you know it's time to talk about Blue Apron. If you haven't tried out Blue Apron by now, what the heck are you even doing? Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. They deliver fresh meals straight to your door. All the food is fresh. It's sourced from local farms, and there's no wasted ingredients. I've been a Blue Apron subscriber for a long time now, and they have still, to this day, never let me down. There's tons of variety. Some featured upcoming meals include summer vegetable and egg paninis, soy-glazed pork and rice cakes, skillet vegetable chili with cheddar drop biscuits, holy crap, and garlic butter shrimp and corn with green bean salad. So take it from me. Try out Blue Apron now. Go to blueapron.com slash mad. That's blueapron.com slash mad. Get three meals on us for free. Nothing goes better with a movie than dinner. So check out Blue Apron. Blueapron.com slash mad. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. talk specifically a little bit later guys about terminator genesis which is why we are here we are why we are having this terminator discussion but like i said earlier i don't know y'all's opinions on the other terminator films in the franchise i don't know your level of interest on this if you grew up liking this if this is something you're new to so i want to go around and just talk the the previous films for just a bit uh for as long as we can while we have time here uh, to start this segment off. So, Brian, uh, just run us through your background of uh, the Terminator franchise. I rewatched all the Terminator movies uh, over the last couple of days and realized I hadn't I hadn't watched any of them in, in several years. I think Terminator 2 is in the kind of pantheon of great 
sci-fi films. Uh, I think it it was obviously very revolutionary as far as its special effects. I think that uh, it's well, I think it's a good movie for one, uh, which I'm not sure I'll say about all the others. So I'll kind of bury the lead there. But I think Terminator Two is a fantastic film and and still looks great twenty four years later or whatever it is. I think. Arnie as the Terminator is so cool and is obviously it's very iconic and I would say is his best. It's, it's definitely my favorite role of his, whether that's his best or not. I I don't know, but that's the one that I think of when I think of Schwarzenegger, I think of the Terminator and I, I would guess that most people are the same way. Maybe I'm totally off base there. Maybe you're all big predator fans. Uh, Turbo man, (laughs) turbo escape escape plan for me. (laughs) I came to the party late. Yeah. 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 Okay. Understood. Um, <laughs> I think. Uh, anyway, I think that's an iconic role, and he's fantastic in it. And I enjoy seeing him in that role. Uh, going back and watching Terminator Three and then Genesis, I, I enjoy Arnie playing the Terminator. I don't enjoy so much of most of what else is happening throughout the rest of these movies. Ter- the Terminator, nineteen eighty four Terminator. I get why people like it. I get why it's a big deal. Um, obviously, it spawned a franchise that's made a ton of money and helped make Schwarzenegger the star that he is. So I get it. But like, I didn't see that movie until I was probably, I don't know, twenty mid-20s, let's say. And I think most 80s movies, if you don't see them when you are a child or you're not or you were like in the 80s or something, it's it's hard to get. It looks super not just dated, but way, way over the top outdated to me. I don't care for any. There's very few action movies from the 80s that I'm totally in on, like Die Hard, Aliens. Those are great. I think most of the others just look so cheap and unimpressive to me so i get why terminator is big if you were a big terminator fan back in the day but it's never been a movie that i totally appreciate uh i read a little review of it today on on rotten tomatoes and it was like i i was like yeah okay i understand what you're saying because this person was just in love with the movie and uh and i and i get it it's just not it's not something that's ever really stuck with me and i think linda hamilton is just terrible in that movie just <laughs> just terrible and uh and you know maybe not all her fault she wasn't she's a fairly young actress at the time and i think she's great in terminator 2 but i in the first terminator i was kind of hoping she would die this time around uh as i was watching it t3 is uh i think i had had it higher in the pantheon in my mind than what it actually is on upon uh, a rewatch. I thought it was fairly entertaining at the time, but I haven't seen it since, I don't know, 2004 or something uh, until this week. And it too seems super dated, like the matrix kind of dated, just all the technology is ridiculous. And uh, it doesn't, I don't know. It just doesn't stand up very well. I think we're all going to agree. Terminator salvation is an unmitigated disaster. Uh, I don't want to speak for you guys, but that movie is just, it, it just sucks, and it's uh, and people I had such it, high hopes for. Oh, I did. I know I did. I know I was super stoked for that movie. I thought, you know, hey, Terminator, this is a big franchise. This will be fun. Christian Bale's kind of at the height of his Christian Bale ness, 
uh, everything about that looked pretty good. Christian Bale, nice except, verb, by the way. Thanks, yeah. Or adjective, uh, <laughs> I should say. <laughs> except uh, we, we kind of all forgot that McGee was directing it. So, uh, and, and it wasn't a music video, so I don't know why we thought that it could possibly be any good. That's a bad movie. Uh, in my mind, I think I kind of, I, like, having not seen it since it was in theaters, I think I had just kind of turned it into a b-minus kind of throwaway action movie but i rewatched it last night and it is awful it is a really bad movie so i'm not totally in on this franchise and i to me it's it has an iconic character and it has one really good movie and then the rest of the the surrounding universe is very mediocre to me for the most part and 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 in some cases that might be strong so I don't have this like endearing love for the franchise and as such I'm not I don't think I'm as willing to overlook some of its flaws. Um I'm glad it gave us Schwarzenegger or at least it 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 bumped him up a notch because because Arnie's great. We we all love Arnie uh in in one way or another. I don't know that I necessarily need any more Arnie movies in my life now, but he played a huge role in the 80s and early 90s and he did a great job of it. Uh, so I'm, you know, I get its legacy. It's just not. I don't think it's a great franchise, and I think the fact that we keep getting not great sequels kind of shows you that maybe this was just not supposed to be a Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know, like not every not every franchise movie, not every blockbuster movie can be that kind of franchise. And I and maybe with James Cameron, it could be every time, but possibly, yeah, that's, that's not going to happen ever. Yeah, so. You yeah, know. make more of these instead of Avatar movies. Yeah. <laughs> what actually happened was, uh, Brian, the rights to the uh, Terminator franchise went up for bids in 2011, I think it was, uh, short uh, after the run of Salvation in 2009. Yeah. And, and uh, Megan that, Ellison yeah. and David Ellison, uh, the producers, bought up the rights to Terminator. I think they paid $20 million bucks or something for the rights. They immediately... Put in the plans for three films, uh, the first of which being Genesis. And so they automatically greenlit two sequels to Genesis because they knew that the rights would revert back to James Cameron if they didn't make <laughs> or at least put on the uh, put on the timeline uh, mm-hmm. three more films. So at some point, maybe ten years from now, it'll be James Cameron's again. Maybe <laughs> after Avatar, we can hope. I mean, I would I would like that. But here's my here's my thing. Uh, Brian, this kind of goes along with what you were saying. I love Arnold as the Terminator, but I don't see any reason why anyone would want to be involved with this uh, franchise without Arnold. I haven't even seen Salvation, because why would anyone want to see a Terminator (laughs) movie without Arnold? I just don't – I don't care. You know, that doesn't – it's like making Die Hard without – uh, John McClane or right. Indiana Jones without Indiana Jones. It just doesn't, it just doesn't work. And so I don't know why anyone would care at all about a, a Terminator, you know, minus Arnie. So some of it feels desperate. I'll yeah. admit this. I think I was telling Richard this last week. I said, it feels like, Oh, Arnie's not the governor anymore. Let's make a Terminator, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> like a, almost in the way that that Jim Carrey, when he made Dumb and Dumber 2, you know, it's like, well, if all else fails, 
we can make another Dumb and Dumber, you yeah. know. And this that's, is their this pizza feel- parlor in in uh, in Brooklyn or Queens or whatever. Exactly. Just, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Put into entourage words. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> the only words that matter. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a there's a definite element of cash grab desperation here for all involved, and I'm not sure that they would make another one or they should. I don't know if it would be a smart thing to do. Uh, this didn't open to. Uh, a big weekend. I mean, it's battling out, uh, against magic Mike. So that's about what it's, uh, succumbed to. And there's some irony in, in Genesis for sure. And I want to talk a little bit about my, my thoughts on the previous Terminator films after you give your thoughts, Richard. Okay. So Terminator was the first kind of like cool adult movie. I remember, I remember my dad, uh, went to see it when I was a kid and, uh, and uh, I wasn't like allowed to even really talk about it with him. <laughs> so it was like this kind of mysterious uh, adult themed movie. So I was like really in a hurry to see them when I kind of entered adolescence. I've never been super into them. Terminator 2 is really good, but it's nothing like it doesn't. I don't know. I just I think I just missed it. I'm in that weird age where I grew up. You know, I think I was like. And Kent, you're close to me in age. Like, what were we like four when the Terminator Two came out? Uh, like, five. I think I was five. Yeah. Ninety one is when it. Ninety one. Okay, yeah. So we were five when that came out, and then fifteen when the next one came out. So we kind of like, and the f- next one was nothing aside from you know Christiana Logan. Nothing that would really excite you know a fifteen year old boy <laughs> right. to run it, rush out and go see. I don't know. It never. It just kind of feels like something I miss that I will never understand completely. But I, I like a lot of it. I, I like some. A lot of the logic of it is interesting. Of Terminators one and two, and they try to kind of come back to that here uh, with the kind of Looper style. You know, I mean, I think a lot of sci-fi movies. It's, it's one of those things. It's like, it's like Robert Johnson records. Like everyone I love is influenced by Robert Johnson, but I very rarely want. I'm looking at a. Robert Johnson box set on my bookcase and I haven't got it down in three years. Like it's like it there. I'd much rather just watch looper. You know, Mm -hmm. I'd rather just listen to the Rolling Stones, but I find that I want to watch the, the influences of right of Terminator more than I ever want to watch a Terminator. That makes sense. Yeah, Yeah, I get that. Definitely. Uh, But man, I really, Brian, I'm kind of the opposite. I really like Terminator one. It's just so different than, the other films that, or what it's become. Yeah, that's you know? true. Yeah. It, it, it feels like a, a great, it feels like alien to me. The alien was this isolated sort of almost horror film mm-hmm. uh, that takes place in, you know, secluded quarters. And the goal and the, the plot line is extremely simple. Yeah. And, I, yeah. And, it, and it just doesn't overcomplicate things, but it's still original enough to push the boundaries and, and to show that, it could become something, you know, there, you could make five of these and there's, there's still something inherently exciting about the premise in itself. Like I felt about Alien, like I feel about, you know, Friday the 13th or Halloween or any of those mm-hmm. uh, films of that time. No, so, you're right. There's definitely a case to be made for Terminator. It just and, – and everything you said is totally right. It's just – it feels to me more like uh, Escape from New York than Aliens and I don't – I don't really care for Escape from New York either. It's like <laughs> it's fine. It's just it exists, I guess. I get why people like it. It's just not it's not something that I've ever just been super enthusiastic about. And there are elements of of Terminator 1 that I 
have not aged well at all. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. Uh, there's some effects work. There's some makeup work that is just yeah obvious prosthetics, and, yeah. and the the music is just it's laughable. Honestly, the hairstyles yeah. and and almost and in, in almost every way it it feels dated. Mm-hmm. What is interesting though is is how James Cameron came up with the idea for the Terminator franchise. There's some speculation that he ripped it off from The Outer Limits, like some of the earlier Outer Limits episodes. And I think uh-huh. they actually went to court about that. And, uh, you know, James Cameron settled out of court and called people like leeches or something, <laughs> the people that claimed the rights to the Terminator uh, premise. But he actually said he was in Rome and got like a 103 degree temperature and was actually like hallucinating the apocalypse sequences of the all the uh t800s and t1000s uh <laughs> attacking you know like the opening sequence of of terminator and i guess uh, the actual judgment day sequence is what he was hallucinating mm-hmm. so uh he was just thinking to himself how can i bring this sequence to the big screen and how can i make sense of it but uh it's it's crazy that some of the best ideas come to you you know in the shower driving your car you know dreaming or or whatever it's truly a, a freaking original idea. So I will say that. Yeah. Terminator 2 is a whole different story. It feels so much more polished. Yeah. Uh, so much more thought out. It, it takes it from campy horror of Terminator 1 to, I guess, revolutionary science fiction in, in Terminator 2. And, you know, the movie's known a lot more for its effects work than it does mm-hmm. and than it is anything else. But I think it's very well directed. Uh, yeah. The... The chase sequences with uh, Robert Patrick and the T-1000, you know, through the mall and uh, when Arnie and, and Robert Patrick's Terminator sort of intersect uh, at John Connor in the mall. Yeah. And, and I mean, that whole 20-minute sequence, I guess, you know, sort of bridging the first gap with the second gap is some of the best action uh, filmmaking ever. Like, like no doubt. Like, rewatching Absolutely. it this past time, it just – I was blown away again how well it holds up, how good it looks. Yep. It's in the echelon of the the – Jurassic Park T-Rex attack and um mm-hmm. and several other uh you know mid 90s action sequences that actually uh push things forward. Did you ever Richard go back and watch the the uh original Terminator films before Genesis? Did you go back and revisit them at all? God no. I mean uh, come on. I'm not who's <laughs> Uh no, I'm kidding. Uh no, I did not. I watched a few a few minutes of Terminator 2 were on TV the other day and I popped in for a little bit. Uh but I did rewatch them probably 3 years ago. Uh and I I concur with everything. I I don't mean to be redundant, but uh the filmmaking of the second one is is pretty pretty darn impressive and it, it definitely it shows how good Cameron is, kind of how frustrating his career can be at times that we just never get to see him make those type of movies when he's the best at making them. But yeah, I haven't seen the first one in a while, but the first two definitely there's a lot, even though the first one's very campy, a lot to rewatch there. Three and four are tough to like ever. They're just such throwaways. They mean nothing, I think, to like the zeitgeist, like one and two do. I was actually thinking when I went and saw Genesis that this is the first one I've actually seen in the theater. I don't oh, wow. remember ever seeing Terminator 3 in the theater. Definitely not Terminator 2. Yeah. I revisited, I revisited that one later on. But uh, like I said, I never saw Salvation. So this is my first, I guess, in-theater experience seeing a Terminator film. I did revisit Terminator 3 and Terminator 1 and 2 before 
before Genesis. And that made it a little easier for me to understand what was going on. But I will say they've almost jumped the shark with this oh, yeah. time travel thing. This has to, you know, this is one of the only films that really explores it any deeper than explaining how Terminator came from the future or, you know, what he's fighting for. Sure. But, but they just use that premise to give context to, okay, we're now we're going to have a cool chase sequence, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. uh, He's the bad guy. He's the good guy. Okay, ready, go. You know, it's been sort of that kind of thing. But in this, it's just, you know, 70% of this is is exposition and explaining, you know, where things are going and why things are the way they are. You know, so much of this just exists in the same way that Days of Future Past last year existed and just to right some wrongs and to, you know, I guess erase the, the past of – Rise of the Machines and, and Salvation. Sure. You know? That's the goal anyway. Yeah. And, and man, this was just – this was extremely disappointing, uh, Genesis. <laughs> I don't – I know we haven't given opinions on it, but, man, this wasn't good. And it made me never want to see – like you said, Brian, it made me never want to see any more of these Terminator yeah. films. And that's sad because I freaking love Arnold. And, you know, Arnold is – you know, for a while was – like the rock is now, you know, it's just anything yeah. he's in, I'll see, but I don't care if it's going to be good because it's going to have Arnold in it, uh, beating people up and shooting guns and <laughs> with explosions. And it's just, it's summer cinema at its best and right. at its most essential. And if I, if I can't enjoy Arnold doing Terminator, I don't, I don't think I can enjoy Arnold anymore in any capacity. And that's sad, but man, this just, this is just so overcomplicated, so overblown, so overstuffed. There's some stuff that I like and it, you know, alludes to some of my favorite films ever, you know, Back to the Future and uh like I said earlier, Halloween and and uh and Alien, but I mean it just it's become so far from the original in almost every sense of the word. And I and I'm almost I'm very surprised that James Cameron signed off on this like he did and has been promoting it like he has. Got to build some new camera for Avatar Seven. So I know wouldn't wouldn't it serve him better to talk down on this, so that people get upset and want him to come back and to do more Terminator? You know, I just don't like, think he. I don't think he wants to. To be honest, I don't think it's that's interesting to him. But this is. Like, I don't. You know, I don't. Th- I don't know that it's. I don't know that it's interesting, but I. I would imagine he feels like he's going to get paid. So. I I don't know, man. It's yeah. I'm with you in 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 spirit and in theory. I just it doesn't surprise me that James Cameron is just like you know what I think I'm kind of done with this. So if you want to go make your movie, that's fine. Where do you draw the line here with with Genesis, Brian? What are your just initial thoughts <sighs> on it? I was I was relatively with it to an extent until. Until a, a certain character shows shows up again, I don't want to give spoilers until we we get a little deeper. But I didn't think it was great by any stretch of the imagination. But but I was I was enjoying Schwarzenegger being Schwarzenegger and the various Terminator models coming after our our Sarah Connor and and Pops as she calls. Arnie and uh, and the rest of him. Uh, I'm with you. I don't think I would have understood half of what was happening, or half of the half that I understood anyway, uh, <laughs> if I hadn't just exactly. gone back and exactly. all I of these just movies. within you know an hour before that 
finished the rewatching all three films and I was still uh-huh. pretty confused. Yeah. Like yeah. I felt really bad for anyone that, you know, wasn't on top of it and, and went and did their research before they came in. Uh, you me. Yeah. yeah, Richard. yeah well, Richard I feel bad for you always. just generically, Richard. <laughs> yeah, no, as you should. That's yeah. more specifically, but it was very confusing. Uh, Brian, what were your main problems? It's just, it? over, it's just overcomplicated. There's, uh, the paradoxes like, have stacked up, yeah. In my opinion, to the to the point where they say "f it." <laughs> yeah, we've we've negated everything that's ever happened, well, and they basically yeah. say that in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that's part of it. Time travel is a tricky thing because it's not possible. No, uh, because it, time travel in movie and TV is is so often done poorly because it gets too complicated too quickly, and if you start kind of pulling at a thread, then it it all comes unraveled so fast and. This one, it felt like this. There's, I guess, there's, there's three ways to solve that problem. If you're gonna have time travel in your movie, there's one. You can just do it and just say we don't really care how it works. It just happens, okay? And I, I sometimes I feel like that's the best, the best way to do it. Uh, you can you can try to really explain it in very scientific ways that at least theoretically work within the realm of the movie, and and that's very difficult to do. Yeah. Um, the, the way, the third way is, is the, the Terminator Genesis method, which is to stack so many tangents and plot points and jargon and junk on top of your, your time travel logic that it just becomes so convoluted that you, you, you finally just say, forget it, just fine, whatever, just, just get on with it. Um, and it's just... You know, I'm a big Chris Nolan fan and, and Chris Nolan has taken some heat over the last few movies for for making uh, very complicated films that maybe don't all work uh, all that well as far as the, the science or the logic or whatever you want to you talk about. But I always feel like Chris Nolan makes a complicated movie because that story requires compl- complicity and you have to – or complicatedness? I don't know. What's the complexity. word there? Complexity. Did I say complicity? <laughs> complicity. Wow. Gosh, man. <laughs> These Skype things are throwing me off too. You're uh, not the sorry. English major on our show, believe it or not. <laughs> Let's edit that out. Complexity. Um, he's doing it because those stories require complexity. This story does not yeah. require it. As you said, can't, you go back to that first movie and there's there's almost nothing to it. It's just this guy comes back from the from the future to kill a woman and here comes it's, another it's guy so to stop It's so simple. Him. I mean, yeah. in, in the, the last rewatch, it, it struck me again. It's so simple and – you know, Arnold goes back in time. He's like, I'm here to protect you from him. Yeah. Uh, or in, in Terminator 2. And in Terminator 1, it's it's the Reese character. I'm here to protect you from him. Talking about Arnold. Right. You know, it's just every movie had followed that timeline. And here uh, it feels like I'm here to protect you from him. Who's here to kill him because she might <laughs> yes. end up creating yes. him in this right. alternate timeline if I don't kill him. You know, it just became... It's way it's so much. convoluted, and you know I've sketched it out on my little notepad, the timeline and all that. It's about I'll tell you, there's it's about five different timelines that are possible in um in this current. It's like, Genesis it's like that timeline. episode of Community. Yes, yes, the chaos theory, which is uh-huh. yeah, fantastic. Yeah, exactly, and it, it's um I've seen it explained several different ways. Uh, one of the most confusing things comes. Back to the origin of Terminator 1, the Terminator, I should say. 
and the fact that Reese comes back to Linda Hamilton, Sarah Connor, and says, I'm here to protect you from the Terminator who's going to kill you because your son will lead an uprising against a machine someday. Your son, John Connor. I, I just never understood why she has to, A, think, okay, the first time I get pregnant, this is going to be the son that's John <laughs> Connor. Like, I, like he couldn't possibly be talking about some, like, my second or third son, you know, further right. down the line. And the fact that she names her kid John Connor after being told that his name was John, it's such a Jesus moment. Like, mm-hmm. you will pre- you you will birth a son. His name will be Jesus. It's like, oh, here's Jesus. You know, it. it I, I guess there's an illusion there, maybe, for that. But it, from the beginning, I just don't know why Linda Hamilton or Sarah Connor goes along with the plan to begin with. Like, <laughs> shouldn't couldn't, couldn't she say, well, if my son John Connor is going to start this uprising, shouldn't I name my kid, like... <laughs> Barry. Joe, like yeah. Joe, or something. Tell you what, like, you I don't, don't have to kill me. About. I'll name him Kevin. Yeah, exactly. He's like, yep, no John, <laughs> no John Connor here. We got Kevin Connor though. <laughs> That's who you're thinking of. No, it, they told me it was John Connor. Oh, don't know what you're talking about. You know, like yep. it, yeah. here's the birth certificate in today's paper. This have whole, a good one. Exactly. This whole thing could have been avoided by such a simple little little thing. But I, I mean, I I can't complain about that. Really, that's just. Me being nitpicky, I guess, but um, I th- found that funny, and it just always felt so weird. The fact that the, that Reese is friends with John Connor, but he's also his dad, but he hasn't impregnated her yeah. Sarah Very Connor yet. In a weird way, it's extremely weird, <laughs> and it it creates this very incestual thing yeah. going on with Reese and Sarah, and it, it's just really, really strange, and. The romance between the two here is pretty awkward, I I think. Yeah. By the way, I like uh, the the Khaleesi in this role of Sarah Connor. I think she was well cast here. You know, it's definitely an upgrade from Linda Hamilton. <laughs> I think she's definitely channeling early Linda Hamilton, yeah. and I find early Linda Hamilton very obnoxious. Well, I think there was a resemblance she was going for. Yeah, there, there. she was definitely going for it, and it, it worked. It worked so well that I kind of was annoyed by her. Fairly quickly. <laughs> it's hard for me to say negative things about her. I mean, she's really great sad. on Game of Thrones. Great. Uh, just not not my favorite uh, thing that she's ever done. Linda Hamilton was a lot more Jack, though. She should definitely do like a DC grandmother movie. <laughs> <laughs> she's like the super jacked grandma that also fights crime. One of the I mean, more one of the most interesting parts I felt that was brought to the table with Terminator Two is the fact that the T-1000 or the advanced Terminators can, I guess, morph into other people in sort of a mystique kind of way to speak it, to put it into X-Men terminology. Mm. So, you know, I think the the whole scene where or uh, John Connor calls home uh, in Terminator 2 to his step-parents and the T-1000 is there posing as the step-parents on the phone. And uh, I've always thought that was a really, really great sequence, but it brought forth... This whole aspect, well, if you can be anybody, can't wouldn't it be really easy to kill somebody because you can just pose as anybody, you know? Right. Like, why hasn't the T-1000 posed as the T-800, the Schwarzenegger model, and, you know, killed John Connor that way? I don't, I don't understand. Also, a question, uh, and feel free to, to hop in on this. To, to, in order to kill the T-1000, why do you send back a uh, T-800? 
Yeah. Do to kill. I all I never understood the I guess that's what they had access to or something. I don't know. I think I think in one of the films they I think it's T three, they explain that John Connor had some sentiment towards the T eight hundred. Yeah. And the fact that his good, mom That's knew a nice the MacGuffin, yeah. You know, like <laughs> the fact that they knew he would be okay or he would uh follow the rules of a T eight hundred because he that's what he was taught growing up or whatever mm-hmm. to respect mm-hmm. and you know that this guy's here to help. I, you know, I've heard that explanation, but I think it's just so, why do you have to repeat that so many times here? It always feels like, uh, the, the, the Arnold terminators are so outmatched by the, mm-hmm. the terminatrix. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the terminatrix from T three that, that just felt like such a cop out too. Yeah. Yeah. We need to have the word matrix in our movie. <laughs> ah, there you go. Because it's two thousand and one or whatever that was, yeah, yeah. Um, and the fact that the people always repopulate in clothing stores, I found very convenient as well. Always. Yeah, <laughs> middle of a Dillard's every single time. Just, <laughs> uh, I found that, uh, that was uh, actually funny. But T three is an embarrassment, and I again, I haven't seen T four Terminator Salvation. Oh man, but man, to watch T three, it's just it's if it gets any worse than that. Then, oh, it does. A lot it's worse. So much worse, dude. <laughs> right, T three. I think T three is not. I think T three is just It's an got example. some fun chase sequences, some you know, right. well thought out action and stuff. But well, they're look, the whole the, bit with the animal hospital and the putting yeah. them in the cage and the the glasses bit with Arnold at the beginning, and it just feels so cheesy. And and I just there was no need for it. There really. There really wasn't. Yeah, any. It, it's, it feels it's like Men in Black sequel. Two. It feels like Men in Black Two. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It's definitely an unnecessary sequel, but I don't think it's 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 fairly enjoyable. And it definitely was in two thousand three. I think oh, sure. I think a oh, sure. lot of its problems are that it just it's only twelve years old, but it might as well be thirty years old. You know, it just it it, it looks so it looks and feels so outdated because there's so much technology being used that. You know, like teenagers would have no clue what what's happening on the screen when she like she dials into a modem, essentially like no, right. no kid even knows what that is anymore. And it's such a big plot point, And I don't know. Um, but you uh, you might need to see Terminator Salvation. It might change your view on some of the other some of uh, some of the, the flaws of Terminator three, let's say. Yeah. Uh, not on the about that. Not on the plans <laughs> anywhere. You know what Genesis felt like, and Brian, you might be able to agree with me here. It felt like Tron Legacy. Yeah, I was going to not- say, I I was going to say that exact thing. I think that this movie, I think that Genesis wants to be the J.J. Abrams Star Trek, but instead it's Tron Legacy. That's that's exactly what it what it feels like. I think it's trying to quite desperately uh reboot and and reinvigorate a franchise and instead it just kind of comes off as another mediocre moderate entry into a it's, it's this is are we i mean it's just it's just kind of tired this is kind of a tired franchise and i i don't know where we go from here cuz obviously it's going to get more sequels but i just don't know what what else can we do with this you're ex- you're exactly right Brian do you have any issues with the the timeline and where it has existed uh, up until uh, now. I don't. I mean, do I? <laughs> let me get right down to the science <laughs> of it. Um, 
in this one, no, because it's so it's it really got to the point where it's just like I don't. I'm just gonna turn my brain off. I can't do this. This is too. This is too much convoluted mess for me to really dig into. Um, and Terminator Three, I should say they they ruin all of the suspense of Judgment Day and whether we need to destroy Skynet when when Arnold the uh, the Terminator says Judgment Day is inevitable. Skynet yeah. is inevitable. It's like no matter what right. we do ever in any of these timelines, Skynet will yeah. will happen. And yeah. you know it happens for different reasons. You know in the in the '90s, it's it happens because of you know Russia and and the the Cold War or whatever. This this time it happens because of an app. That you know <laughs> what? Yeah, what which was inevitable. What that idea? Was, yeah. Oh well, I can have my iPhone connected to my iPad. Sign <laughs> me up. You know, and right. like this is what right. brings back the this is what brings forth the apocalypse, yeah. people. You know, I, I just <laughs> Richard Richard made a really good point of like I wonder what this franchise would look like if James Cameron had stuck around and done all these films. If every six to eight years he was just like, I'm gonna make a Terminator movie and and how that would have played out. Uh because I think part of the issue is that you've got too many voices trying to give their take on Terminator and you know, like Kevin Feige gets a lot of crap for being uh, controlling and overbearing and and restricting what his directors are are going to do. And, and that's fine. I get that. But he also has given that franchise and that universe a very uh, particular and strong voice and has said this is how it will be. And we, we will make sure that we hold to – these things into the canon of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and uh, almost said Titanic Terminator just constantly feels like each movie is just trying to rewrite what happened in the last movie but they're also like super beholden to what has happened before like in every single Terminator movie ever we have to have somebody say come with me if you want to live can we be done can we be done with that um, so they're they're simultaneously like trying to hold to everything that's happened in the past, but at the same time like rewrite it completely. And so it it, it they always feel like one Terminator movie is butting heads with another Terminator movie, and in, and it's just it just it's so tiring. And it they just have to spend like, so much time MacGuffining around yes, those yes, things that ex- exactly. you like. Oh, that just cost us thirty minutes exactly to do it, this it, work around. Yeah. It would be, and I think your point was great, Richard, because it would be very interesting to see where this franchise is at if James Cameron had stuck around for the entire thing. And maybe if we could have gotten some casting choices right once in a while. Uh, Isn't it weird that James Cameron has the number one and number two biggest movies of all time, but I still feel like kind of a wasted career? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's really weird. That would be a visionary (laughs) director at one point, and I don't. Look, Avatar's a great vision. It just was, I don't know, needed to be turned over to a screenwriter maybe or something. I it, I don't know. It, 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 you're right. It's an interesting it's an interesting case to be like, you are a huge – you've made two of the biggest movies – the two biggest movies ever. You're a huge star. Did you really do that much with your talent? You're like Tracy – the Tracy McGrady of, of uh, uh, directors yeah. almost. But if Tracy McGrady had – like the two biggest finals performances of all time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Something else I didn't understand here is the they tried more in this film to explain the physics or the uh, technicalities of the time travel itself. 
yeah. which I found pretty contradictory. Like they say, uh, you have to be completely naked because it's like a microwave. You know, right. anything in there, any metal object that you're, uh, is around you, you know, would spark and kill you instantly. Well, right. then, then how are they sending freaking yeah, the Terminators through the thing? <laughs> because they're made of metal. It's like no you can't put a fork inside a thing of hamburger meat and the fork's not going to be affected by like the microwave. <laughs> you know, it's like they're well, like, going to try that tonight. It's like, well, if there's something around it, it's good to go. Uh, <laughs> it, that's not how it works, people. Um, the, the whole organic flesh on top of the metal thing and the fact that the organic flesh can age. So that's how they explain that Arnold's old now. I didn't doesn't hate make, that. I'll be I, honest. I hate like, that. It's not smart. Like it, you're right, it doesn't make sense. But I liked it because it gave us an excuse to have old Arnie in it and oh, not sure. try to make him look uh, 25. You know. Yeah, I guess you're. You got a good point there. But uh, why does he blink, guys? <laughs> He's a why, freaking robot. Why do the why Terminators have metal? Have uh, human teeth? That's that was something that stressed me out this time around. I don't know if I just never noticed that or if that was a new feature or what, but it, that stressed me out a little bit this time around. The battery life on the Terminators is pretty impressive, though. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to see him charging the entire. Yeah, I mean, look, if, if my iPhone five could do that, I might let Skynet be a part of my life. Right. Really. Jai Courtney, Jay Courtney. Yeah. Not, what about not him? The, not the best, right? No. I mean, he's 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 okay. He's fine as your. He's Garrett Headland in in Tron Legacy. Like yeah, he's he yeah. can, in the right thing, he can be good. It's just miscast. You know, Sam Worthington in in uh, Salvation. You know, they're like, basically the same people. Sure, like, exactly. As I so I watched. I heard the the, the dream role for John Connor here, uh, for the Jason Clark role was was Tom Hardy, who they wanted okay. there. I think Taylor Kitsch was supposed to be Reese at some point. Okay, so. that would have been I. I think Taylor Kitsch has – I'm a big Taylor Kitsch fan, but even that, I don't know that that's – I don't know that that's a great role for him. But I think Garrett Hedlund has a great role in him at some point in his career. Jai Courtney is just a is just a guy, and it's, it's – I don't know. I'm not, I don't want to knock on him. He's not bad or anything. It's just – we could do better than that. And, and there was zero chemistry between him and, and Amelia Clark. Like it was kind of painful. Yeah, I've seen – uh, theories online about the fact that the Terminator doesn't really give his mission. The the Terminator that was there uh, previously mm-hmm. doesn't give his mission, and, and the fact his mission was solely to make sure that that Reese and uh, and Sarah Connor get together. Mm-hmm. But it, they give us no indication in the film that they even like each other. Really, like the, yeah, the fact that they they travel through time together and they're both you know without clothes, and then the fact that Sarah Connor comes back later and say, "Don't think that that Ugh. us being naked together meant anything." That was so bad. Like she's trying to, I don't know if she's trying to avoid her inevitable fate or what. Why? The whole point of all this from the beginning was the fact that they got they fell in love and created John Connor, and that's what created all of this. You know, I are they trying to make that not happen? Because then, if John Connor doesn't exist, he can't send Reese back from the yeah. future. There's it's just so too much. much. There's, There's too much. So yeah, much to you do. can't you can't make sense of any of this. And so, <laughs> at, at some point, you have to just say, "Okay, well, I guess this is what's happening." But this one in particular, I think more than any of the others, uh, almost like went out of its way to not make sense and to just oh, kind of leave you hanging. Like 
sure I, I'm assuming it's probably just setting up for a sequel, but we never find out who sent uh, the original Terminator back to take care of Sarah Connor when she's nine years old, and they make a big point of that's my mission the, file was erased and all this, and it, but then yeah. they never explain it. So that's what I heard was so was we him. gotta we gotta hold out for a sequel on that. Do we really? Yeah. I mean, come on. I just and they never refer back to it, so it feels all, and and they don't in the post credit either. I thought in the post credit we were gonna get something about that, and instead we get something different and. So it just kind of feels more of like, well, we just kind of forgot to tie that bow up. Sorry, you know. I I don't know. This is this is I, I like this less the more we talk about it. If I'm being honest, I didn't see a, a point in the J.K. Simmons character, in the Doctor Who character, Matt Smith. Oh, I guess God. Skynet is a person yeah an entity yeah it's it's johnny depp in transcendence now it's become oh there was so much of that in this movie oh man yeah it was just a cringe and i don't know why that that's what this became a a franchise that was about a a bad guy going to you know kill another bad guy yeah has become transcendence like i don't yeah yeah it's it's just it's it's gone too far It, it what really if we need to make more Terminator movies, if I'm being honest, what needs to happen is a full reboot, and we need to just start over, uh, or at least say this is the sequel to Terminator Two, you know, or something like that. But this kind of half reboot, uh, it doesn't. I don't know. It's it doesn't work. It does. It just doesn't work. Let's just be honest. It just doesn't. It, work. it, it, it started it, over with the Rock, and let's get on with our lives. <laughs> I'm in. Sure. <laughs> I think we actually talked about that on the show a while ago. That they were gonna reboot Terminator with Rock, but it never ended up happening. But what it, I mean, what it, it feels like as if they've almost used time travel as an excuse yeah. to rehash the events of of the uh, the past films. Like we yeah. can exist in this universe because we have time travel, and we can always just jump back to this whole movie should that. just be called MacGuffin. Like that's convenient. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Ter- Terminator convenience is what it should have been. <laughs> Should have been dubbed. Hey, that kind of that's right. The uh, the pops Terminator uses the line several times. I'm old, but not obsolete. Uh, well, I think you're obsolete now. I think I don't know if that was said in jest to like the the movie critics and all that, or what that was meant yeah. to to represent. But it wasn't funny because this movie is kind of a failure. <laughs> you know, like this, it, this is like a. The hit of the summer, and that was yeah. the line that we all remember. I think it would be kind of poetic, but it's kind of sad to think about it at this yeah. point. Uh, let's go ahead and, and hit grades on this, guys. I'm sure Terminator will come up again in weeks to come. <laughs> I guess. But uh, yeah, you, know, you know they're going to make sequels to this, and we'll be talking about those. But I'm interested to see what it makes overseas. This is it's it a sad, it's a sad attempt to A, reboot a... A dead franchise. Let's be real, and re, you know recreate the magic of stepping back into the first films, like something like Back to the Future Part Two does with Back to the Future, and uh, it's an attempt to reignite the career of Schwarzenegger, which I don't think it will do at this point. I think he's almost on his last hoorah. Like this is his last oh, ride. Yeah. You know, yeah, this is it. I yeah. mean, this is all. I mean, every he's been in a bunch of movies since he stopped being the governor. Yep. And are left office and none of them have been successful. The only ones that have come close to to having 
uh, success are the the Expendables movies, and that's not his movie. You know, they're those are Stallones, and so I don't know, man. I I don't mind. I like Arnie in this role. I don't mind seeing Schwarzenegger the best part as of this movie. Absolutely, yeah. I don't. I, I like seeing him do this. I just it, this is not. It's not a good property anymore to me. I just don't think it's a viable. I would actually I don't think like it's a viable property. Oh, I don't think so either. I would actually see them. I would like to see him reboot again, Predator with with Arnie involved at some point. I really like. Yeah, I would like see Predator. that. Yeah. Um. So the movies he's made, yeah. I guess since 2010, are The Expendables, The Last Stand. Remember that? Yep. Did you see that, Brian? I did. I went to the uh, Dallas premiere of that because he was in attendance. Oh, so yeah. I got to. Right. I, I stood five feet from Arnie for about three seconds. Escape Plan. Sabotage, which was a huge Terrible. flop. Ugh. And he also has Maggie, which is out right now, I think, on demand. Yeah, that was more that's a, a smaller zombie. budget zombie thing, which yeah. you know, that's an interesting He's actually concept, I guess. Uh, his next movie is Triplets. The no. Triplets Three or Triplets <laughs> no. Two. Or Twins <sighs> Two, I should say. And, and it's uh it's him and Danny DeVito again. But uh they find out that they have a third brother. Who is Eddie Murphy? Melissa McCarthy. Oh, Eddie Murphy. Okay. Yeah. So uh, that could be interesting, uh, <laughs> or the worst. <laughs> well, it does have, and it does have uh, Josh Gad doing the screenplay with Ivan Reitman directing. So I, oh no! Be. Well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be good. And we have good. we have Legend of Conan <sighs> that uh, is coming out. Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, you're you're right, Kit. Do Predator. That yeah. that's the one we want to see. Do do a Running Man reboot or something. Like uh, we don't we don't need triplets. We we don't need him another Conan. Jason Momoa is pretty much done. All you can do. So. <laughs> we tried Total Recall already. Yeah, uh, True Lies needs to happen with somebody else. <laughs> and uh, but Tom know. Arnold still. Same. Yeah, exactly. Eraser. Oh, Remember man. Eraser? He did some yeah. crazy. Last Action Hero, he had a freaking cra- crazy run in the 90s. Kindergarten Cop. Yeah. Oh, Running Man, like you I said. I love Kindergarten Cops. That's a great yeah. movie. Commando, of course, in, the, in 85. Man, he – I love Arnie. End of Days. I think that was the last movie I watched where I could stand it. Oh, Collateral Damage, I remember that. Just yeah. going around and looking at his 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 IMDb is – is pretty nuts. It's something. But he has. He didn't have a lot coming up. So, like I said, this is his last ride. And I love you, Arnie. But um, you know, I want the best for you. So we'll see. What if he just becomes, you know, has a has a reconnaissance and just like this awesome dramatic actor, like no one thought. <laughs> True Detective season three. Oh yeah. yeah. There we go. He he all of a sudden can just do everyone's accent perfectly like english accent american <laughs> accent <laughs> just been keeping this in my back pocket yeah, exactly that'd be so yeah. funny yeah. uh let's give grades here for terminator genesis i'm gonna give terminator genesis a d minus it's pretty close to an f but there's some nostalgia here that's keeping me on board for at least uh the the premise in itself the franchise so d minus for me for genesis brian I'm going to go higher. Uh, Arnie himself, I think, makes it worthwhile. There, you know, it, I didn't hate watching it. This is a better. I, this is better than the twenty percent it is on. Yeah, it's Rotten better Tomatoes. than twenty five percent. Yeah, it's I a fifty percent to me, which yeah. is still a D. You know, in the in the D 
range of it's, the grade yeah. scale. It's it's a it's a I think I probably started as a C plus. I'm I don't know. It's a C C plus something like that for me. It's it's it wasn't the worst thing I've ever seen. I didn't hate watching it, but it just it felt sad and and desperate. And uh, as much as I enjoyed Schwarzenegger as Terminator, the rest of it just really doesn't measure up. Uh, so I'll go I'll go with a straight C. I'll give it an A plus. Thanks, Richard. <laughs> that's way higher than I thought you would grade this after the conversation. Maybe that's we just why you stayed quiet the whole time. Yeah, he maybe holding on to that strong opinion. Yeah, I'm gonna go quickly here. I'm gonna go C minus. Fair. Okay. Uh, let's hit a recommend. Weekly recommend. Brian, give a recommend. Yeah, I started uh, binging a show recently, as I am apt to do in uh, in the summer. And uh, I've seen mo- I've seen a good chunk of this show before, and I, I would imagine you have too, Kent. Uh, but but we'll see. This is the first time I've sat down and watched it from uh, from front to back, as it were. Uh, but I started watching the X Files, oh. and I'm about I've had I've gone slow this last week because I've been watching so many Terminator movies and such. Yeah. But I'm about a season and a half in, and and I'm, I'll probably finish second season uh, over the weekend. Uh, nine seasons. It's all on Netflix. I think it's on Amazon Prime too. If you have that, and you don't have Netflix for some reason, uh, this is a this is such a, a groundbreaking show, don't you think? Like this is yeah. this kind of set the precedent for the golden age of of television that we are currently that we're currently in. This seems like such a cable show, not not a, a network TV show in a lot of ways. Um, starting it now. And it started in, was it 93 or 91? I got to look it up. I should have done my homework ahead of time. X, 93. So it started in 93. So it's, what, 22 years old now? Uh, and there are times when it, you can definitely tell that it is 22 years old. It looks a little dated, but more because I think that if it came out now, which we the reason I started watching it, if you don't know, we're, we're going to get a an X-Files event series sometime next uh, next year on Fox, which I'm super stoked about. I think if it was made now, they wouldn't have, they could probably get away with a little bit more on, on network TV than they could when they, this originally aired. So they kind of have to pull their punches on what they show on the screen, especially, but sometimes that works to its benefit and makes it whatever monster or alien or thing that they're chasing makes it extra creepy. I, there's been a couple episodes where I've had to be like, you know what? I can't watch this at one o'clock in the morning. I'm gonna have to come back to this later. Like, <laughs> Uh, it's it's really good. Both Gillian Anderson and, Dave, and David Duchovny are so expertly casted, and uh, they work really well together. Skinner is obviously great as well when he appears. Uh, Mitch Pileggi, they work they work so well together. It's one of the better duos on in the history of TV, I think. And uh, it's been fun, kind of reminding myself of that and going back to where a lot of this this sort of great mystery sort of uh sci-fi tv really got its got its start so it has let's see i think 201 episodes total i have probably seen 150 or 160 episodes over the course of like when it was in syndication heavily i watched a ton of those on tnt like four four episodes in a row and stuff Mm -hmm. uh so i've seen a good chunk of them but i've never seen the entire thing especially uh, in order. And it's been really interesting to sit and watch and, and go through all that stuff again. It's it's highly enjoyable as well. So I would encourage, uh, if you've never seen The X-Files, which a lot of our listeners may, may be in that boat because it ended 
13 years ago uh or if you it's just been a long time it's uh it's definitely worth your time and like i said we're getting an event series next next year so you may want to remind yourself of how good the show is uh heading into that uh that little mini series great recommend love me some Mulder and scully that's right richard are you there no uh i'm gonna go ahead and give my recommend brian yeah, and I will say that it's been sad these past few weeks and months, knowing that we are coming to the end of uh, the Daily Show with John Stewart. <laughs> When's the final show? It's uh, August six, actually. Oh wow! So we're about one month away from the end of the Daily Show. But I want to recommend the Daily Show. Please go watch it. John Stewart is a freaking legend, future American treasure candidate. Yeah, John Stewart. That's a good one. He's awesome. Uh, his genius will only be around on The Daily Show for one more month. Um, but I've just been in a YouTube wormhole for the past week, uh, catching up and uh, reminiscing on uh, John Stewart and The Daily Show and some of their bits and, and guest stars and interviews and, and such. Such a great show. I think uh, it's going to be fine. I think we're going to be with Colbert going to late night and with Trevor Noah coming on board and. Uh, with actually John Oliver, uh, last week tonight, I've been watching a lot of that too. So now that the last week tonight exists, I feel okay about the Daily Show not being around anymore because we're going to get uh-huh. our political humor somewhere. Have you seen last week tonight, Brian? Yeah, I watched. Uh, I've seen a lot of their bits. I, I'd never sat and watched an entire episode until last week or the week before. Uh, but I had a uh, I had an episode on my DVR and I uh, caught it and I loved it. It's hilarious. John Oliver is a genius. He is freaking great, man. I wish, honestly, kind of wish that he was available or that last week tonight had waited, you know, to uh-huh. start it up, start it up, start it up, because he would have been on been the host to replace replace John. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna recommend. Uh, I'm gonna recommend the Daily Show. It's great. And uh, Richard has sent forth his recommend because he had to go to a separate engagement uh, at the end of this episode. But his recommend is Seinfeld because Seinfeld is now available on Hulu oh, yeah. for everybody. Uh-huh. And so he wanted to make sure and to let everyone know that he has signed up for Hulu and he's doing his Seinfeld binge. And he wants to do a episode on Seinfeld at some point. So Brian – you're gonna have to get on board. Oh God! All right, get on Hulu. in four years. Uh... Yeah, watch <laughs> watch uh, season well, at least seasons one through five, so you can know most of the uh, inside jokes. So, uh, yeah, Seinfeld is on Hulu. Best show of all time, as far as uh, scripted comedies, in my opinion. So, get on board uh, with that. Two and a half men, but okay, sure. <laughs> Close second. <laughs> uh, but Brian, uh, where can we find you online? You can find me on the Twitter at bgill 12 and you can find my writing, and I promise I will get something over to you, Kent, if not tonight, then early in the morning. You can find my writing at the madaboutmoviespodcast.com webpage, uh, and just you know, find me on the internet. I'd love to talk to you. Kent, where can we find you? Find me online at Twitter, at Kent Garrison, and find our show on Twitter at MAM underscore podcast. You can find Richard on Twitter at Richard Barden and at richardbarden.com. And you can find all of our episodes on our website at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. If you like what you hear, leave us five stars on iTunes. If you want to keep the show going, you can do so by donating the amount of your choosing on our donate page on our website. It's right in the center of our homepage. And on that note, 
Until next time, we'll see you at the cinema. Bye. Goodbye. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Tossed salad and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I got you pegged. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya-ya. The salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again.